in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top Ten Show, I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and uh, this is a show that we do for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. They send in whatever they'd like us to talk about, and we talk about it. We don't know in advance. We just nope. answer as we go, and I think it's your turn to start, is it not? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's start it off here. We got uh, this one comes to us from Roby Sturgill. It says, Roby. Roby says, I have a couple of, que- uh, I have a couple of questions you could use at the same time or space out where needed. Um, Number one question, besides the obvious Joker, what are your what are some of your favorite Batman villains including movies, comics and TV shows if you've seen them? Um another was cast a few actors and directors for your dream Batman movie, you can include a villain or two in a short plot if you wish. And who would win in a fight between a prime Batman and Spider-Man? At first I thought Batman easily because he plans for weaknesses against everyone he fights, but I think Spidey's super spider sense Neutralizes anything Batman tries to spring on him. Loved you guys since 2015, 2016. I like that. It's like our first season or something. And you're the only podcast I listen to religiously every week. Please don't ever let this get stale to where you all get bored and eventually quit. I would be devastated, honestly. Cheers from Virginia and shouts out to my boy SL Snoke on BandLab. The dude is killer with no recognition and puts in a lot of work. Have a good holiday. Roby. All right. Uh, do you want to answer all three or just one? Sure. What do you want to do? Okay. Let's do all three. Why not? Let's do it. Might be the whole show. We'll see. All right. So Matt, besides, besides the joke, the obvious Joker, what are some of your favorite Batman villains, including movies, comics, and TV shows? If you've seen them, uh, my number two is Penguin. Okay. Uh, I love Penguin. I think it's great. I like. Most of Batman's villains, I think, are pretty excellent. Yeah, the Rogues Gallery is pretty cool. Um, you know, you've got him, you've got Riddler, you've got Scarecrow. Uh, there's Man Bat from the <laughs> television show. Yes. Uh, there's, I mean, he's, he's just got so many different. Ra's al Ghul could only exist within Batman's world. It's a fantastic. I think it's even better in like the animated and comic book version. Yeah. Even though I like the Liam Neeson, it just, he gets more into like the Lazarus pit and all that jazz. Right. Right. Um, which doesn't really come up obviously in the movie. He's not eternal. Right. In the movie itself. He's just a man. He's more of an idea. Um, what's the second part of that question? Um, oh, just, just in general, the favorite villains. Yeah, or what yeah. about you? Uh, I, I think I, I echo the penguin love for sure. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what Colin Farrell does. Um, for the penguin, uh, uh, or later this year, my God, we're just a couple of months away from that coming out as well. Mm. Uh, crazy to think about, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I like Catwoman, although I don't know if I 100% consider her a villain because she seems to go back and forth a lot and they have that yeah. relationship. So tough to call her a villain. Um, I have enjoyed the Riddler for sure in the past when they've used him correctly. He's been a lot of fun. I mm-hmm. do agree with you with the Ra's al Ghul stuff for sure. 
as well. But there are a number of them that got involved in like, like Calendar Man, Black Mask. Yeah, kind of Black Mask is great. Right. Over the last few years that I've really enjoyed seeing in the Batman world. Um, Poison Ivy's interesting. I sometimes yeah. really like her and sometimes I think it's a waste. Right. Depends on the situation. I think Mr. Yeah. Freeze as well because yeah. I mean, his whole thing is just about his wife. He's really, that's the only reason he's a villain is because of what happened to his wife. So you see that an intellect can get twisted out of a personal animosity. Um, and what have you. So there's a lot to connect to with these villainous characters mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, um, there's that puppet character from the animated show. Yes. Doll, ha- doll man, I think, right? Uh, yeah, maybe I can't remember. I just remember it's like it's, he, <laughs> it, you eventually realize that it's sentient. Oh, like yes. Right. Yes. Just James Cagney like gangster. It's a doll. It's such yeah. a stupid, great idea. <laughs> Uh, you can thank the, the animated show for Harley Quinn, which is an excellent addition. Yes. To the Batman, you know, universe. 100%. Um, how can we not mention Scarecrow? I like Scarecrow. I, I brought up Scarecrow. Oh, you did? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Scarecrow is great. I enjoy seeing him. The Mad Hatter. Ah, uh, Mad Hatter is a good one. Right. Killer yeah. Croc. I don't mind Killer Croc. I like Killer He's Croc. He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. It's a little big. Most of Batman's outside of like the puppet thing, most of them are just people. Whereas yes. Killer Croc is getting more into like a, a Marvel type of villain, which right. is nothing wrong with that. But in Batman's world, they're all grounded in some form of reality. Right. I mean, Deathstroke, that's a good villain. Oh yeah. Did you mention Two Face? I mean, no, didn't mention Two Face. Have to mention Two Face. Two Face is one of my favorites because depending on who's telling the story, sometimes he's Batman's best friend. Sometimes he's like he is in the uh, the Dark Knight. Uh, he's a crusader for Gotham who just gets, uh, you know, kind of mangled up and becomes this villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the idea that uh, someone can turn overnight because of a certain situation and use their powers for evil instead of good. You know, how scary that yeah. can be in life. You know, that's the sole basis of professional wrestling. The ability to go to both. Both heel and face at a moment's notice. I I relate most things in my life back to how it applies <laughs> to wrestling. It's a good it's a good metric by which you should judge all your life. I think that's that's sound, you know, <laughs> Buddhist advice right there. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes. Namaste, you know, motherfuckers. WWSD. What would Sting do? And then and you just <laughs> you go from there. Frog splash, uh, scorpion splash. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. The second part of the question here is uh, cast a few actors and directors or cast a few actors and director for your dream Batman movie. You can include a villain or two and a short plot if you wish. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I mean, who do you want mm. to be Batman? Well, why don't we go to the third? We think okay. about that. We we'll go right, to the third, third part. Who would is... win in a fight between a prime Batman and Spider-Man? I still favor Batman. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Because don't you think, as he brings up in that part of the question, Batman thinks of the weaknesses of his opponents, even mm-hmm. his allies, uh, just in case. So he's thought of something to counter the Spidey sense, even if it's like, a, hey, what's going on over here? And then he punches him with the other hand, you know? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Just something. So I would, you know, Batman's thought out all the angles. I still favor Batman. Unless he's someone like Superman where it's it's one specific thing. 
right. that Superman needs to worry about, you know, kryptonite in some form. Right. Whereas Spider-Man could be taken out with a bunch of different stuff. Most people can't. The Superman's the only one where it's just like, I got one Achilles heel and that's it. I'm confused why you think Spider-Man is so easily taken out. The I'm not is, saying he is. The guy's got amazing man. strength. Yeah. The Spidey sense. Well, he's it. smart. Peter Parker is smart. Like, True. as smart as Batman supposedly is, everyone loves to give Batman all this credit because he figures out what their friend, his friend's weaknesses are and, and kind of plans for it. Peter overcomes, uh, any situation he finds himself in all the time. He, he sciences the shit out of any situation that he's in. Does he really? He does. And, and when he fights like someone like Rhino, that's more of a physical battle, right? But when he fights Doc Ock, that's like what tentacles and Doc Ock's scientific brain. So he's yeah. fighting on two different levels where the guy, I don't, I venture to say there's not that many brilliant villains in the Batman rogues gallery this side of the Joker. And maybe ah, penguin, penguin, yeah, maybe penguin. Oh, yeah. I, I would say Scarecrow's got a high intelligence. The former professor that has been jilted. All right, by, all right, fair. Uh, Two faced, former district attorney. Yeah, it's a lawyer though. I mean, I don't know. Maybe okay. Well, it still I'll takes Scarecrow. I'll give it some. takes intelligence to first off become a lawyer, whatever. But then yeah, to true. to rise through the political ranks, that takes intelligence. It does. Fair and to be elected, it may not be you know. Stephen Hawking-like intelligence, but there's still <laughs> intelligence in that mix. But but I think whatever Batman would do, Spider-Man could counter. He would try to head for it, too. I don't remember ever Peter using – when it comes down to the fight, he's just fighting and reacting, and I'm not denigrating his ability. He's, he's figuring out angles. I mean, the yeah, most but, recent Spider-Man No Way Home, he literally sciences the shit out of Doctor Strange. I mean, How? <laughs> What do you How mean? Is- when they're in the mirror dimension, Doctor Strange is messing with him so bad, and then Spider-Man goes. Well, yeah, that's his, true. His science, he's like, oh, well, he's he's figuring out what this is. Yes, right. yeah, yes. But how many other instances can you think of when Spider-Man has done that in comics? I can't. I'm struggling to come up with it. Whereas Batman is usually lays some sort of plan and a trap, which indicates, you know, he thought about this, and there's the foresight and planning. I just think Batman likes to brag about it. Spider-Man doesn't have to brag about it. I, I, I don't think Batman ever brags about it. I think, uh, Bob Kane and Bill, what's his name? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, DC and everybody else like to brag that he's the world's greatest detective. I don't remember Batman ever being boastful. <laughs> I think everybody else just says that around him. And you know what? He doesn't want to correct him. He's fine with the, the accolade. I am the world's greatest detective. Didn't you know? Um, didn't they tell you? Yeah, you know, he teamed up. He was equals with Sherlock Holmes. I mean, come on, they teamed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. Yeah, I'm not saying Super, Spider-Man's an idiot. I just think it's a it's much more brilliant. even matchup yeah. than All right, fair. you're giving him credit for. I mean, if what? it's just a blow-for-blow yeah. blow fight, Spider-Man's going to crush him. Of course, because it's the strength of 10 men. Yeah, it's, yeah. he's Spider-Man. It's not yeah, even it's close. <laughs> but that that's... That's every person that Batman runs into yeah. is some sort of superpower, and he's got to figure out how to, you know. It's a good point. He's a human being who has to figure out the superpowers that those other people have. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's the freeze or whatever. So, yeah. What do you think about it? In the Justice League. Right. He's, everybody else is some badass alien or something or other, and right. they've just got this dude. And everybody is like, mm, that dude is pretty sweet. The rich kid. He's this rich kid. 
but he's so much more than that. I know. He lost his lost his parents. Listen, if if Jeff Bezos was doing what Batman what Bruce Wayne does, I'd be perfectly fine with it, you know? Out fighting crime at night. You tell me you wouldn't? No, I'd have an issue with it, Jeff Bezos. Because I'd be because you know what's you know what crime? How about paying your workers a little bit better than you're paying them so they don't have to pee in fucking bottles and take shits in bags? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I would say <laughs> have your business pay the proper taxes that it should, as opposed yes, to dodging exactly. it. Exactly, uh, I'd be a little bit pissed that he's out there doing that, going, being like, "Hey, it's a little hypocritical, guy," because you're kind of a villain yourself. So why don't you handle this? shit? Well, maybe he's just beating himself up in the streets, you know, <laughs> some weird. Psychological, uh, dissonance and he's fighting himself in liar, liar, kicking my ass. Exactly. (laughs) And he's just, just right there kicking the shit out of himself. Oh my God. That's why his wife divorced him. I can't take it anymore. I can't take you coming home with blood on your face from, um, beating your own ass up. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, so you, you're in the Batman camp. I'm in the Spider-Man camp. Um, so we're split there. Uh, do you want to cast a few actors and directors for your dream Batman movie? I mean, that seems like a huge chore, man. Well, it, it feels inadequate to do it like on the spot. Yes, I feel that too. Yeah, Just yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, I need to really sit down and think, okay, well, wh- who do I want right. directing this? Who then, once I set a director, then it's, you can kind of foresee yeah. potential vision. For the type of movie they may make, and then you can go, well, they they tend to work with actors and actresses like this, right? Like if so I did we, Denis Villeneuve as the director, Jake Gyllenhaal would have to be the Batman, and it'd be more of a brooding piece. Well, you could say that, or his is the person he recently worked with, Oscar Isaac. Oh yeah, he'd be a great Batman too. And he's worked with Denny, and just like, all right, that'd be a really interesting Batman. I'd I would be, take that. Yeah. Did you have Conahay as Two Face? That could be interesting. From that could be interesting. Nice pull, just out of nowhere. I yeah, like Anne Hathaway as the Joker. I think that'd be fun, even though I should play played Catwoman. I'd like to see a female Joker, man. I know in Flashpoint, it's Batman's mom who becomes the Joker because she's her because Bruce dies in that storyline. So I'd love to see a female Joker. I'd be down with that. Is that the one with yeah the Flash and yeah. has to go back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's apparently what they're using for the Flash movie. Apparently, that's what they're saying. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what they're saying. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I just I've never bought into Ezra Miller as Flash. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, about I don't that. know about that. I don't Matt know about that. <laughs> it sucks. It's nothing. It's him. Like, go watch Perks of Being a Wallflower. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah, but. You know, his wisecracking in the midst of Justice League always is like, ah, this feels weird. Yeah. So um, they need it to break it up and add a little bit of levity. Right. I totally get it. I just don't, just I don't know. Weird. It does feel weird. I don't remember Flash being like that unsure of himself and kind of skittish. Right. That's really Wally West, not Barry Allen. Barry mm-hmm. Allen is much more composed. Yeah, my recollection, but I didn't read all that much Flash unless he was joining up in Justice League. But right, right. Even still, I've read mostly Batman when it came to DC. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to the next question then. Thank you very much to Robbie Sturgill, and thanks for being a fan for so long, brother man. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Okay, uh, 
good trifecta of questions. The yes. next one comes from Jeremy Bowers. Hello. Says, good morning, afternoon, and evening, fellas. <laughs> Truman Show fan, apparently. There it is. Uh, the, this question is kind of more for Matt, but John, please put in your thoughts. Sure. By the time you're reading this, I will assume you both have seen Spider-Man No Way Home, the new Matrix, and other newly released movies. So what are your quick thoughts on some of them? John, I have watched reviews on your channel, so I'm oh. not trying to exclude you. Thank you Thanks for the great t- content, uh, Jeremy. Well, spoilers. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. What, uh, what did you, what did you say? No, no, he wants to know what you think. You, yeah, you, well, but this is uh, our show. This is uh, not. Fair enough. Um, Real quick, I'll say this. I loved it. It's already in my top five of MCU movies. I was surprised that the they set the bar pretty high in terms of the expectations, and they cleared the bar with a lot of room to spare. Um, I love the way they weaved in the returning characters. Love the way they gave them a little bit of closure. Really enjoyed the interaction of all three of them together um, and was shocked by the decision they made. How that didn't leak is incredible. And then uh, the ending really touched me, like mm. very, very seriously touched me. And I love that. So for me, it was a great way to kind of end this trilogy of films. And Pascal keeps saying we're going to get another trilogy with Tom Holland. We shall see. But if we don't, this has been a great three film run. So what did you think? Well, I, there, I, I can't imagine a world in which Tom Holland is in his Spider-Man movies are finished. Well, I mean, he said he's getting a little old to play Spider-Man. He said he's, you know, I'm, I'm 30. I'm getting a little old, is what he said. And they want to make room for Miles Morales at some point, so. Uh, very true. Yeah. Um, he's just, he's box office gold for that yeah, character. I agree. So it's going to be tough. I, yeah, I realized that by the time that third one would come out of the second trifecta, he's going to be 37, 38, potentially. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really old to be playing Spider-Man of all characters. Could be in that Spider-Man rain area there where he's a little old to be playing it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't read any of those. So I don't, okay. yeah. uh, cause is there like a dark night? There is, man. You've never read it. Oh, uh-huh. man. I, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. He's like in his sixties. Uh, and, uh, Jay Jonah is like, I think he's a homeless guy who's gone crazy. Um, but still prowls the streets of, of, um, Oh, it's New York. New York, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so this is in DC. They, this is set in MCU set I in our world. I was like, is it Gotham City? Is it Coast? Is it Star City? What is it? I was like, oh yeah, fucking New York City. Um, but yeah, and, um, I think Electro or somebody comes back and, and kind of reawakens Spider-Man to come back and wear the thing again. And he's, he's literally at, at you know, at, old elderly person and he's got a broken arm so he's wearing a cast the whole time Mm. Uh, mj has died so it's just it's a fascinating uh dark knight that could have easily been stupid or cheesy but it really totally works it's called spider-man rain r-e-i-g-n yeah okay yeah i recommend interesting uh maybe maybe i'll check it out um have to get a digital i've got a digital comic reader on my laptop oh god all right I, why am I, oh, suddenly I'm going to be paying for physical media? Not, not going to happen. I have people send me the file whenever they're like, you really need to read this and be like, well, do you have a digital copy or you can get it from the library? Yeah, you can get it from, yeah, I know that. Uh, and then I don't have to, copy from the library. look, I care about the environment. You know what I mean? I don't want to tear down, cut down more trees. 
dude, that's the rainforest we're talking about. What? <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, the three Spider-Man coming in together, the dynamic between all of them was Ugh. nothing short of fantastic. Yeah. The interplay between them. The, I'm part of the Avengers. I know what it's like to be on a team. That's amazing. What are the Avengers? <laughs> and they can't get on the same page. I told you a couple of weeks ago, but the line yeah. of, uh, I'm number three. And he just, ah, oh, dude, I died laughing at that. His, his delivery on that was second to none. I mean, uh, there's no way this works without Andrew being so willing to be the over-eager Spider-Man, Peter Parker, it yeah. just works so well because Tom is the one who's going through the emotional journey in the film mm -hmm. and Toby's already been there and done that. So he's more of like the statesman of the three. So having Andrew come in, be willing to be a little bit of the butt of the joke, but also like the be so charming as the eager Spider-Man and then get that closure at the end, that's fantastic. It was so brilliantly written and he played it so well. Yeah. Dude. Uh, and the, I was curious as to how they were going to have all the villains working together. Yeah. Uh, and thought it was flawless by and large. Yeah. They really pulled it off. Mm -hmm. Um, although I think it was Adam Flavik, mm. if that's how you pronounce his name, yeah. I believe it is on Twitter said it was great and all, but I hope this next phase of Marvel doesn't turn into basically just nostalgia porn. Oh Jesus! Adam. I'm paraphrasing, but I, I I agree with him. If every movie is this, I'm not on board with this. Well, why? I love Adam to pieces, but sometimes, man, he creates this stuff, and I'm just like Matt. I mean, Adam, just enjoy what's here. Just enjoy I, what's here. No, I agree. I'm thinking negative things about the future. Just enjoy. But with all these, they're not going to do that. They, they very well could in a lot no. of these. They very well could. What if the MCU wouldn't do that? The MCU wouldn't do that. I mean, I mean. It's, Multiverse of Madness, it, the people that are appearing are not going to be appearing for nostalgia's sake. They're appearing for storyline's sake. And if they cross over in a nostalgia on the Venn diagram, then great. But it's not true. You know? But I just, what if much like, uh, Thor in Endgame went mm -hmm. back to Asgard? What if Loki goes back to try and rectify, like, through some sort of timeline? Now we have him. Doing the same, basically, uh, the thing that Thor did. Yeah. Trying to reconcile and, uh, you know, build bridges again after he burned them when he was younger and more petulant. Um, or mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I read that and I was like, oh, that's a good point. This, it worked really well here, but please don't fall into this pitfall or this trap of, yeah, consistently doing the same thing over and over and over again. I think it should be, I think if any, it should be aware of that happening with DC, not Marvel, because I mean, this feels, um, like they've really kind of strapped themselves to a rocket that will either blow up and blow them up or they'll land safely and people will love it because like this, I, they're, they're starting the multiverse, uh, because of the success of into the spider verse. Uh, oh no, sorry. So yeah, that and the fact that Marvel's doing it as well. So they're motivated to try to mess around with this, but they're using flashpoint and we haven't had enough time with the flash character, the Ezra Miller version to be laying the groundwork for some of the emotional payoffs in Flashpoint. So, of course, very curious to see That's, how their multiverse is going to work. That Because bringing Keaton back is nostalgia, you know? Yeah, I just, like with everything that DC does, it's too much too soon. 
Right, right. It feels that way, doesn't it? Even though I'm hoping for the best, I am. It just feels like a lot because you're bringing Ben Affleck back. I imagine to give him kind of closure on playing Bat- Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, Christian Bale's not coming back, but like there are other people coming back or be, reprising their roles. You're just like, okay, how are we going to make this work and make it believable? Well, it's like DC saw the, the success of Marvel and they got to yeah. their version of Avengers and Justice League much right. sooner. Marvel laid the groundwork with a few more movies. Yeah. And then introduced, oh, a few characters that you haven't really gotten to sit down with yet. Yeah. Um, Within, you know, they got more fleshed out in Avengers, but you already had working knowledge of a lot of the core of the team. Right. Whereas in, yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, okay. The brain trust behind DC, I trust very little. Yeah. Um, I hope they pull it off. They got more to but, prove, I think, is the, is the way that another way to look at it is they got more to prove. Because, I mean, they've changed executives who've been in charge of these superhero films and shows three or four times now. So this is an unproven team at this point. Mm-hmm. And yes, they gave us Zack Snyder's justice league, which was a great thing for those of us who wanted to see that full version. But then they really fumbled the ball and releasing it on home media and didn't do any press to promote it. Um, and didn't like have any kind of run of of interviews or guest spots or anything like that or did big commercials or anything like that to to promote the release of it so in a way they kind of were shooting themselves in the foot yet again when they had a chance to kind of really show a real respect for the fans and so i just wonder and i like all the casting i like the direction it's going i like they were more multicultural certainly more diverse than marvel at this point so i'm excited about all that certainly a lot of latinos actors and actresses coming in to play these iconic characters all of it is positive. The thing is, can they pull it off? And that's where I think they're unproven. Yeah. I'm not putting much faith in that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm not, look, I'm not rooting against them. It's oh, of course their, their track record has basically indicated yeah. to me that if Chris Nolan isn't at the helm, they're not going to more than likely make a movie that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, fair. I mean, you got Wonder Woman. And, uh, right, but then you, you know, got the sequel to kind of balance out whatever goodness you feel about the first one. Yeah, I don't even think about the fucking sequel. Dude. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> same director. Same I know. Actor. Same director. Yeah. But she, she wrote this one as well. The hubris of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not trusting that. All right. Let's move on. What about, uh, Matrix? Yeah. Um, Matrix, I did not like. I mean, I, I it wasn't bad, but at the end of the day, when I left the theater, I didn't see the point of making this movie. There was absolutely nothing new that they presented that wasn't already in. Oh, no. It was a rehash of. It really was. And so I was confused how some of my fellow critics in the sphere were like falling all over themselves to praise this movie as it was, as if it was some, some kind of groundbreaking, life changing film in the. What are you talking about? I, I get it if you you like you enjoy the nostalgia, so it was great to go back and revisit that. Of course, that's totally fine because I did think they captured the world of the Matrix very well again and nostalgia. But the concepts were so simple. Oh, look, Neo and Trinity still love each other. No fucking surprise. It's a powerful energy, a powerful force. No fucking surprise. It was that way in the first three films. Mm-hmm. Look, the machines versus uh, man, still happening. Uh, you got to unplug. And then we got to break into this place and unplug her. Still happening. I mean, making her the focus, I thought was nice and that was cool. But 
overall, the film around that concept didn't really hold up. And so it, it, it was kind of a frustrating experience, even though I didn't have a bad time in the theater. The more I thought about it after I left the theater and when I rewatched it on HBO Max, I was just left with a feeling like, well, what was the fucking point? You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I didn't hate it. Right. Exactly. I so I'm, su- film. Yeah. I'm surprised at that. I liked the meta-ness of the first quarter mm-hmm. of yes. the film. It starts out well. You're right, Matt. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, I was – Good for you, whichever Wachowski did this alone, basically talking about the why, why do we need to do this now? Right. And basically uh, the movie talking about why this movie is being made. It's very interesting. And then once it pivots into Neo goes back into the matrix, it was like they're recreating this shot from the first one. And this scene is the same as that one. Now they're playing old scenes on the background just to make you feel okay with the fact that they're regurgitating the same scene. Yeah. Um, some of the art direction I thought was just atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the fucking, uh, uh, Merovingian coming back. <laughs> I was fine with that, but they looked like all the lost boys from hook, all the people around him. And I was like, is he going to start yelling bangarang? Like this is fucking brutal. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, yeah, then you, at that point, I was just kind of checked out. It just, yeah. you know, it, it, once once Neo is out, how do you not have 50 billion sentinels all around Trinity, thereby making it impossible for anyone yeah. to, to break her out? But, that, of course, you can't do that because that's not fun. Well, also, the idea, Matt, of it being meta, but it being meta from a big studio, it doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. It's like Steve Buscemi walking in with the skateboard and grownups. Like, it just doesn't work. It's like, no, this is, you can't be meta when you're a big studio because then you're a cent. It's not like, oh, they got away with making fun of the big studio. The big studio absolutely approved these, this being in the movie. Yeah. So they knew they were kind of taking the piss out of themselves. So in a way, your rebellious meta commentary loses its, strength or its luster because it's done with the approval of the person you're ma- or the company you're making fun of. So therefore they take ownership of the meta-ness so that it's not as meta as originally presented. So to me, that's where I think the issue with that kind of stuff, I, I thought it was not as, as, as powerful in its approach, you know? So. Sure. Um, it, have you seen anything else that was newly released that you don't want to spoil, but that you like new, new? No, I haven't because I've been sick and all that. Oh, stuff. Right, right. Unless it's streaming, I haven't watched it over the past, you know, month or so. Yeah. Yeah. Like Macbeth or anything like that. I haven't seen any of those. But that just came out. I need to watch that, but I have, yeah. I still haven't seen like licorice pizza, which I need to see. Okay. And, uh, there's three or four others that I just haven't been able to go to yeah. the theater. And they're not streaming anywhere, so I can't watch them yet. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I haven't done a top 10 of 2021. And maybe I won't, I won't do it this year, but like, cause I haven't finished watching all the films and I didn't want to, like other people are slamming those things down for a day. And I'm like, how are you really effectively enjoying the movie, savoring the movie when you're slamming them down just to get this list done? You know, I, I to me, it just seems weird. So yeah. I'm not, ju- I'm not saying they shouldn't do that. I'm just saying for me, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, we normally do our top 10 of the year, do, but, yeah. Yeah. uh, my list is so incomplete. I've right. made a concerted effort to try and watch right. as many right. as I could, but there's still a whole bunch where if they're not streaming, I'm still, yeah, 
I can't go. Well, I mean, I could at this point, but, uh, I have like residual COVID shit that I'm dealing with. Oh, sorry, bud. Well, it's not, it's not that big a deal, but it's just like, you know what? I'm still not a hundred percent. So there's no point in putting myself in an environment yeah. where it, it a weakened immune system. Totally. It doesn't make a lot of sense for me just to see this fucking movie. <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're at 31 minutes. So, uh, thank you, Jeremy Bowers. Appreciate the comment, uh, or question rather and, and what have you. And we both gave our thoughts on that. And ladies and gentlemen, start sending in your questions. It's the new year, 2022. Start sending them in. We're running out here. If you're a patron of the top 10, send in your questions, thoughts and comments that you want us to talk about. Send in multiple questions if you want. Send in a bunch of emails. If you're listening to our voices, we need questions for Topic Thunder. If you're enjoying the show every week, enjoy us going, talking about these subjects and, these, and answering your questions, we need your questions mm-hmm. to be able to do so. So please send them in, right, Matt? Yeah, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10, and the email address is lifted, listed over there for the patrons at $5 and above. So if you are a patron, please, we'd love to have your questions. Find the email address you can send in from over there. And I think that's it for us this week, right? Yeah, I think so. Where can they find you, bud? Uh, you can find me at Matt Nost and follow the show at Top Ten Show or on Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number 10. And you can follow me at The Roca Says uh, everywhere you find me. All right. Take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.